My name is Portia Harris, Ayurvedic wellness educator and lifelong student of Ayurveda. Atreya Family is here to support healthy families and communities by creating more awareness and sharing our knowledge about the Ayurvedic system of healing. Today's podcast is a follow-up to our episode on Dinacharya, or daily routine. Our Ayurveda expert, Vaidya Jay, will discuss the importance of oral health and share some tips and tools on how to achieve better oral hygiene to support your overall health and vitality. Good afternoon and namaste, Vaidya Jay. Namaste, Portia. Uh, thanks for this beautiful podcast continuation of our daily routine series. I'm really, really excited for this uh, uh, series that we are doing where people can learn more about um, their own health and Ayurveda can definitely empower uh, each one of us to live a, a happy, healthy life and we can thrive in our life. And, and this topic that we're covering this afternoon is really important since many health practitioners and dental professionals alike know that our oral health is an important window into our overall health. So I guess to begin our conversation, can you please talk to us about the benefits of good oral health and why this is such an important aspect of dinacharya or our daily routine? Hmm. Very, uh, you know, needed and much... Um important question that we have here, Portia, because uh, we think that oral hygiene is only important uh, for uh, gut health and, uh, you know, for dental health or something like that. But from Ayurvedic point of view, it is much more broader because in Ayurveda, we look at oral hygiene as uh, something to do even with our um, psycho and emotional balance. Uh, of course, digestive health and uh, elimination. So there are many things connected, just oral hygiene or oral, you know, uh, well-being is just a window into many things that we can, uh, you know, observe and uh, refer back to uh, when we um, want to, uh, you know, be healthy and uh, uh, become stronger in terms of physical and mental well-being. So when I say it has both mental and physical implications in Ayurveda, uh, first thing that I want to uh, bring our you know, attention to all our listeners is that when we say um, oral uh, you know, cavity, we have a few you know, important things that um, are happening. Let me walk you through. So in the oral cavity, we have the trust. So why the trust? Trust in the sense like we trust each other, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Trust in the sense like if any, like we smell something, we uh, look at something or we touch something uh, or even we hear something. Until it comes into the oral cavity, it has you know, no trust from us uh, that it can become one with us or not, right? So that trust is based on our oral cavity, right? So uh, let's say there is a fruit and you, you know, I'm saying in the nature, we don't know what this fruit is, but it looks beautiful, red in color. And then you look at it, that is the sense of, you know, vision. 
then you smell it, then there's a sense of, uh, you know, olfaction. Then you will try to shake it and then see if there is any sound or something that's coming out of it. Then you will touch it, you, you feel it and smooth and, and nice it is. At that, it doesn't, it's still doubtful whether it is consumable or not. So that impression is there in us until it is taken into the body through the oral cavity. So the first barrier or the first uh, hurdle that anything that has to come into the body, into the mind as an impression has to cross this, you know, um, um, trust or, or it has to um, uh, align itself with the trust. So if something, the, the same fruit, if you eat it, and if it's extremely bitter, you spit it out. So then it, it lost your trust, right? So that is what the oral cavity is in terms of the um, uh, psychological aspect of uh, oral you know, health. The second thing is the physical aspect of it. So when we say physical aspect, we are looking at mastication of the food, uh, the food is chewed upon by the teeth, um, helped by the jaw and the and the muscles, uh, the masticating muscles, and that is the the mechanical um, you know pr uh, process or mechan mechanical function that the uh, oral cavity is capable of doing. Right. The third aspect is that the sense of taste. So sense of taste is coming from the tongue. The, the chewing of the food is coming from the teeth. Then the last one is the psychological aspect of it. To trust something or not to trust something is also coming from the substance that has been ingested. So all these three aspects are dependent on the oral cavity. The last one, which is very interesting, Persia, is the expression. So whatever you're taking in, you want to, you will express through your voice. Voice is also significant. Even though voice box produces the sound or vocal cords produce the sound, the control mechanism of all our communication through speech is done by all these structures that are located in the, in the oral cavity, like the lips, the jaws, the, the uh, you know, cheeks and the tongue, uh, teeth, everything is used to communicate. So you can imagine now, just a simple oral cavity has four broad implications. Wow, you know, I, I learn something every time I either listen to these recordings or participate in them. Um, so thank you for that. Um, can you now talk to us about some daily Ayurvedic practices or home remedies to keep our mouths and teeth healthy? Oh, yeah. Um, first thing that our listeners have to know is um, the cleanliness after eating. It's a general practice, you know, and I grew up in very religious uh, village parts of India. Uh, after anything, uh, before eating or after eating, you're given a, a cup of water, warm water or room temperature water, so that you can um, rinse your mouth. That's a common practice in the villages. Before or after eating, you have to rinse your mouth. And if you don't rinse the mouth, you don't get to eat. So that's the first thing. All of our listeners, it's as simple as that. You ate something, immediately take a little bit of water, 
just you know uh, swish it around your entire mouth and uh, and then spit it out so that's one thing that you know it's easy as said right very easy don't swallow sometimes people just uh, rinse their mouth i mean like uh, swish the water in their mouth and then swallow it i would not recommend that it's better to just go to a, a wash basin and then and then spit it out so first thing second thing is we want to to keep our oral cavity um very uh, aromatic or in a in a way when i say aromatic it is um you know uh, using aromatic substances um that's because we're going to little change into a scientific you know perspective here oral cavity has its own biome so we call it as oral biome or oral cavity biome so there are bacteria there are colonies of bacteria which live on the tongue which live on on the gums and the cheeks and the mucous membrane the salivary glands so there are all these things which are working in synchrony and there is this rich you know uh, uh, organisms that live in our in our mouth so this aromatic substances will keep a a healthy state of these uh, organisms so uh, what are these you may ask <laughs> tell us what are these aromatic substances which we know already like clove clove is one of the best um things to either chew on or suck onto uh, either before meals or after meals because um, I, I ideally after meals or in between like you had your lunch and you're going to have dinner uh, after 3 or 4 hours in between it, you can chew on clove clove is one second one is ela ela is cardamom the the small cardamom that we get we can use that cardamom seeds can be uh, you know chewed upon that is the second one third one is using um nutmeg a small piece of nutmeg these are so aromatic they're unbelievably aromatic and what they do is uh, they control or they you know balance out the oral um you know uh biome in you know, whatever organisms that needs to be uh, kept under control they try to keep it and those which have to be kept under you know a higher amount they 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 regulate the oral biome so the, we have uh, three things here one is the clove second one is the cardamom third one is nutmeg if you don't have them in the whole form you can even use powder as well but you need only tiny tiny bit of it because these are really strong aromatic substances you don't want to take too much and then your whole mouth burns but you need like a pinch of it that's enough so the second thing first thing is rinse the mouth whenever you eat or be, before you eat or after you eat second thing is use the um aromatic substances the third thing that ayurveda says is using you know bitter uh, astringent uh, and pungent substances to uh, take care of the gums so we'll later we will talk about what these substances are and how they can be you know like massaging the gums when we go to the gum care but i'm saying these substances instead of eating just sweet sour and salty all the time something that's more stimulating to the mucous membrane of the mouth 
on the oral cavity should be you know used like uh, black pepper or cinnamon or uh, ginger uh, such things which are pungent should be used on a daily basis in eating but also in like any kind of like um, condiment or sprinkling that we do on our food so those are pungents now bitters bitters include uh, like you know I, we know turmeric is bitter i know that people would be saying what turmeric is staining my teeth what is he talking about now consumed with the food will always make the um, the oral health um, you know achievable then we also have uh, you know bitter substances uh, like fenugreek uh, or neem for example neem is a herb that can be used fenugreek is a spice that can be used so these things are bitter in nature they help to keep the uh, oral you know uh, mucous membrane very clean and uh, free of any uh, you know stagnant stagnant um, toxins or food material so the last one is astringent anything that's astringent will make your mouth to pucker like it will make your mouth dry uh, that's what is been said in ayurveda because anything that is dry will help to pull out all the old secretions in the mouth and then give room for the new secretions so that the oral hygiene is achieved so the tastes are important the pungent bitter and astringent taste then we have the mouth rinsing before after and then using the aromatic substances these are very very simple and anybody can uh, you know um, do it on a daily basis don't you think our audience can benefit from this portia oh i think so when you mentioned some of the um the herbs or substances i think m- many people will find that they already have them somewhere in their cabinets in the kitchen correct um uh, so besides this and i th- i see the benefits of using or incorporating all of these so that you're helping to maximize the function of your oral cavity and then you know what will happen when people eat but before that i'm imagining like a daily routine in the morning someone gets up um they're thinking about brushing their teeth there's also tongue scraping which has become increasingly more popular these days in the west um mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit more about this ancient practice and why people should consider scraping their tongues in the morning oh yeah so the tongue scraping is um a part of um you know like taking care of the sensory perception uh why we are the tongue so uh if ayurveda says if one doesn't scrape their tongue on a daily basis then their perception of taste and taste saturation when i'll talk about taste saturation in a minute that will come down the so when i say st- taste saturation if if you if you scrape your tongue on a daily basis one teaspoon of uh, sugar may be enough to satisfy your uh, you know um uh, need for sugary you know stimulation but if you don't scrape your tongue you may need a tablespoon of sugar to achieve that same satiety or or satiety um does it make sense what i'm explaining porsha it does cuz i could actually personally attest to this um ever since i've done this on a daily basis I do yeah. find that I don't need as much sweetness into in my food. Correct. Especially kids, they should uh, you know be very well aware 
that uh, if they don't scrape their tongue, then you'll end, end up e uh, eating more sugar or drinking more sugary juices because they don't uh, get that saturation until they drink so much of it. Um, so that's one part that uh, tongue scraping does. The second thing is that the, um, the types of, uh, you know, the base material that gets formed on the tongue is also a media for abnormal bacteria. There are a number of studies, Portia, that our uh, you know, audience can you know, research uh, that the bacteria like uh, Streptococcus or Lactobacillus, which are, uh, which if they lose their normal you know, numbers and increase into uh, abnormal number can cause harm to our body. So those things will also come down when you scrape your tongue. So that's the second advantage. The third advantage is when we scrape, scrape the tongue, Ayurveda says your speech will become much more uh, you know, clear and your communication becomes very precise. So these are you know, three significant benefits that one can get from tongue scraping. And is there a difference in terms of efficacy between brushing your tongue with a toothbrush, as I know some people do, versus mm -hmm. actually scraping your tongue with a tongue scraper? Absolutely. There is a significant difference. Brushing the tongue is not advisable because the bristles from the brush can damage your taste buds over a period of you know, like long time if you keep on doing it. Whereas tongue scraper, which is well done, uh, provided in Ayurveda, we say that it should be done with an inert material, like it should be either uh, silver or, um, you know, gold or copper or, so nowadays even stainless steel, but uh, I don't prefer plastic ones, it's not the best. Um, so use any of these, best will be silver tongue scraper. And what it does is the, the um, edge which is rounded edge of the tongue scraper, it, it pulls out all the uh, surface, um, you know, the, that is covered with the uh, waste material uh, that, that is from our, our own digestion that gets formed on the tongue. It will completely uh, uniformly scrape it, whereas brushing will not do that. So tongue scraping should be done with tongue scraper. Right. And then um, how many times should one go over the tongue? Is it is once enough or is there a need to go back a second yeah. time? Yeah. Um, so ideally, tongue scraping is recommended once or maximum twice a day, either in the morning or morning and evening. And when you do it, you do it in three um, sessions, That I mean, three strokes. The first stroke is in the center from the base of the tongue to the tip of the tongue. And the second one is on the left side of the tongue. The third one is on the right side of the tongue. And you're done. You don't have to keep on, you know, um, scraping the tongue. Got it. And Vaidya Jay, how young can someone start this practice? Um, I would say um, somewhere when the molars are, you know, premolars are developed. A child who is close to three years, we can start the tongue scraping. And uh, in, in, in rural parts of India, uh, it is a practice that the child is taught to do this. And of course, there is a gag reflex, right? So they gag and they, they also, uh, you know, um, 
spit out all the mucus that would otherwise cause chest congestion. That's what my grandma used to say. You know, okay, he's he's gagging and let the let the mucus come out so that he can you know breathe freely. So that's what I remember that the three and older uh, is okay. Got it. Okay. Now I know that when I talk to people and usually when I ask people if they've heard about Ayurveda and the answer is no, I usually follow up follow it up by asking them if they've heard about or practice oil pulling. And, mm-hmm. and now it's because it's uh, increasingly becoming popular as well here in the United States. People, um, people will usually say, yes, I do oil pulling. But little do they know, it's actually rooted in Ayurveda. So that's my first point of education with some people. But can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about oil pulling and how it works? Yeah. Um, oil pulling um, is uh, a way of increasing the... Um, lubrication and also biofilm uh, that is required for preventing abnormal, you know, uh, organisms, bacteria, or it may be viruses entering into our oral cavity and then getting into the gut. So the oil pulling is a very, uh, you know, convenient procedure uh, that one can adopt on a daily basis just by you know stroking the oil, there are different types of oils that have been mentioned. Uh, the easiest and the ideal one will be the sesame oil. So sesame oil, sometimes coconut oil, sometimes even uh, we can use like uh, mm, sunflower oil, but preferably sesame oil is what is used. So what do they do is uh, to, to begin with, you take a tablespoon to a tablespoon and a half of, of organic sesame oil, or there are you know specific oils that have been mentioned in Ayurveda that is based um, in sesame with cooked with some uh, some herbs in it, like we call it as you know herbalized oil. You take it by mouth and then you stroke it. This one and a half teaspoons, you stroke it with your tongue briskly moving in the mouth so that the oil kind of swishes around every part of your mouth in between the teeth and going through the gums, under the tongue, into the salivary spaces into the space between the gums and the cheeks, everything gets, you know, like swished with this oil. And the oil that was taken, like the like semi-translucent oil that you take in, when you spit it out, the oil looks like almost uh, uh, creamy, white, uh, emulsified liquid. So you do it for about three to five minutes by stroking continuously, about three to five minutes, it will become uh, such type of a liquid Try not to swallow. We, are, we want to tell all our listeners, because it's oil and smells good, you don't want to swallow it. You just have to swish it and spit it into the toilet, not into the bathroom or the sink. Spit it into the toilet and then flush it. So by doing this, what will happen? Few things happen. I would say is that the TMJ, our joint that is responsible for chewing, talking, staking stress on ourselves, uh, you know, we take a lot of stress on our TM, TMJ, that is tra- the temporal mand- mandibular joint. That gets lubricated. Pain in the joints is prevented in the jaw, in the jaw, uh, you know, region. The lips will get lubricated. Then there is no chance of, you know, chapped lips. Uh, tongue uh, becomes, um, you know, clean. Salivary secretions will increase. Nowadays, dry mouth is such a big problem for people. Burning mouth and dry mouth. So 
you know, doing this simple oil, you know, pulling procedure can prevent and also give some benefits to these people who are, you know, suffering from dry mouth and burning mouth. So uh, apart from all of this, it will give nice, um, you know, um, complexion to the cheeks and prevents wrinkling of early wrinkling on the facial skin. So here we go. <laughs> now we have sold this, right, uh, Portia, because if anything for beauty, uh, people will be more inclined to do it. And I think our listeners are definitely paying attention to this. Of course, yeah. And it's so simple. So why not give it a try, right? Yes. Uh, but when should, when would you advise people do the oil pulling? Is it done before or after brushing their teeth? After brushing the teeth is when it is recommended uh, because it uh, nicely uh, lubricates everything. Because when we brush the teeth, our salivary glands and our you know mouth uh, uh, mucous membrane lose all their hydration because the toothpaste kind of stimulates all these glands to secrete. Once that is done, if you do the oil pulling, it puts the the nice uh, coating around, as I was saying, the biofilm that is required for the entire oral cavity. So after brushing the teeth. That makes sense. And then finally, on this topic, are there any contraindications to the practice of oil pulling? Yes. Um, those who are suffering from indigestion, those who have stomach upset should not do oil pulling. Um, those people who have uh, suffered from stroke or some neurological things, they should not do oil pulling. Like if somebody has Bell's palsy, uh, like uh, things like that, where they cannot hold oil in the mouth, should not do it. People who are suffering from respiratory diseases, like breathing difficulties, should not do it until they recover from that uh, type of breathing, you know, um, congestion. So uh, these are the major contraindications. But otherwise, anybody can do oil pulling. Yeah. And what about someone who's had uh, mercury filling in their mouth? Mm, very good question. It doesn't bother them if they have a mercurial filling in their mouth to do the oil pulling. But anyway, after doing all of that, we are not swallowing it. We are, we are, we are spitting it out. So it should be safe to do it. Um, if they think that, uh, you know, they have to take care of this uh, dental filling with mercury in it, I would highly, highly recommend that they go to a holistic, uh, you know, dentist and then get them removed. Uh, and then continue to do the oil pulling. So either before they remove the implants or after they remove, it is good to do the oil pulling anyway. Good. Okay. And any final thoughts on why good oral hygiene should be prioritized as part of our daily routine? Yeah, it's, it talks to your personality, Portia, isn't it? So mm -hmm. you will communicate better. You have more confidence in your speech or, or, or talk. And you're having less uh, hesitation because your mouth is not smelling bad. And you have uh, a greater sense of what to eat and what not to eat because your, your sensory perception of taste is telling you this is enough and this is, you know, uh, beyond your normal intake. So that comes in. The last one is that you will start trusting yourself in life because your oral cavity is the first way to learn how to trust yourself. That's beautiful. So thank you so much, Vaidya Jay, for this very interesting topic and for sharing your knowledge about Ayurveda. Um, I hope our listeners will consider incorporating these practices into their everyday life so that they can optimize their health. Thank you so much, Parshad. I hope our 
people are like all our listeners and uh, they are li- ready to do these one or two steps that's what we like and and love uh, hear hear from uh, all our listeners that if they can take one step towards ayurvedic well-being then they will see how uh, you know um, great they would feel and how positive they would feel in their in, in their day-to-day lives wonderful well thank you everyone for listening and um, we'll talk to you next time thank you until next time namaste everyone thank you porsha you're welcome namaste namaste